1: Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Today, we continue our series of That One Play, talking about a very cool one, the 2006 win at Tennessee, and specifically, Trevor Price's blocked field goal that won the game with about 40 seconds remaining. Here to talk with me about it is Dan Ibrahimi. Dan, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back.
1: All right, yeah, great to have you. you. You had a good first episode too, and uh, always nice to see people uh, come back for a second for a second one. So I, I want this to be kind of from your perspective. So tell us a little bit about the build up to this game and where the Ravens were at this point and uh, and what they needed to get done at Tennessee.
2: So uh obviously uh the, the the build-up for this game was mainly that it was a homecoming for Steve McNair along with Derek Mason and Samari Roll. The Ravens were six and two entering this game, uh, with the Titans being a reverse two and six. Um and you started to just get a feeling this was uh, uh two weeks after that Saints game. Uh, that was so special. Uh, and, um, you know, this, this was just kind of the game that, that, uh, you know, sort of convinced me at the time, at least that this team actually may be able to, to, you know, advance and get a first round bye.
1: So the, uh, the six and two, they had yet to play the Steelers. They had had a big win over the Bengals who were some of the in division competition for them. Uh, they beat the Bengals the, the, the week before, uh, one of the things they talked about and you mentioned the McNair and, and roll and Mason, but McNair said, you know, this is a business trip. It's not a family reunion. This one of the, one of the overriding themes of this game. And so uh, they went back and they faced a Vince young led Titans team who led them 26 to seven in the second quarter.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, it, it was the most uh, yards in a game McNair threw for as a Raven. It was actually the third highest total of his career and uh just a really kind of up and down performance from him uh his second pass attempt of the game was a 65 yard touchdown strike to Mark Clayton uh, then he he pulled a little bit of a Dan Orlovsky and and sort of voluntarily uh, walked out of the back of the end zone for a safety and then he threw uh, two interceptions uh, to uh, to the same guy on uh, on the Titans so a, a really up and down performance from them but it was great that the winning touchdown pass uh, was from McNair to Derek Mason
1: yeah wide open kind of a busted play we'll hit that on another show potentially. Obviously the other th- the other big comeback play really the play that started the comeback and I thought was kind of pivotal for the Ravens was the ovi mahaley thirty yard touchdown, kind of a late release uh little dump off pass and and Muhaley just would not be tackled and they they had chances at him. I think it might have been Bullock missed him, but uh thirty yard touchdown that that really started that comeback and really started Muhaley on what would be a pro Bowl career so Mahaley was in his last year with the Ravens. Um, got picked up by the Falcons, played there for several years, but but got a big contract with the Falcons immediately after. But this this play was really the first play of any significance he'd been involved in. And then he, he I think he ended up with 20 or 22 catches down the stretch in about the final eight or nine games. So a uh, very impressive uh, start to the offensive career of Ovi Mahaley. Uh, he's actually, he went down to Atlanta. I think he's he's stayed there and become a radio personality and done some other things, but uh, but he uh, definitely I wonder one time recently I, I just had noted that Kyle Uzczyk had, had a long catch and it was the longest by a fullback in Ravens' history. And the only one of 30 yards previously was this one to Mahaley. And uh he he commented back on that. So anyway, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. And uh and uh Ovi uh, had his moment. The Ravens got back in the game 26-17 at halftime, one of the third quarter still trailing. Do you want to take us up to the up to the kind of the back and forth up to the final play we're talking about?
2: Absolutely. That sounds great. So so as you mentioned, uh, the Ravens did find themselves down 26 to seven in the second quarter, allowing 23 straight first half points, 16 points off turnovers for the Titans. So um, they were down big at one point. I believe this was possibly the biggest comeback in team history at the time. Yes. yeah yeah it, it was so uh they were definitely down badly at one point um they also got bailed out on a, on a mike anderson fumble which was actually challenged by jeff fisher and not mm-hmm. overturned um, it, again this was such a weird game with so many back and forths and so many penalties despite Jeff Fisher losing that challenge because of a Jonathan Ogden personal foul. The Ravens still found themselves at third and 35 after that. Uh, and again, that was in the third quarter. So they were forced to to punt after, uh, understandably, not converting the third and 35. Um, but after the the McNair to Mason touchdown, which I believe was just under four minutes left in the game, um, the Ravens defense didn't force a three and out, but it, they held the Titans to just four plays. I think it was like thirteen yards total on the ensuing drive, um, and and then the Ravens offense actually was forced to punt again, uh, due in part to an intentional grounding penalty mm-hmm. on McNair. So um, that was when the Titans offense then uh, somehow got that second shot, uh, despite you know all of this happening with with basically three and a half minutes left in the game so uh at that point um Vince Young uh got the ball back uh I I think it was a an 18 or a 17 yard strike uh on that on the first play of that drive uh then I think it was an incomplete pass and then he ran it for 17 yards down to the the Ravens 31 yard line and I believe he got hurt
1: he was hurt on that play yes just watched it
2: right so then. Kerry Collins comes in but he doesn't attempt a pass which which could have could have proved pretty huge uh, for the outcome of this game. The Ravens still had three timeouts remaining and they started using them after that play. So Kerry Collins comes in, hands it off to Travis Henry three straight times for a total of of 7 yards on those three plays. And then I mean it's it's a 43-yard field goal for Rob Baronis. Uh I'm I'm not sure how his year as a whole was, but this game was certainly one to forget in his career.
1: Yeah. He missed, missed from 41. Then then got blocked here from 42. Baronis is only a second year kicker at this point. And so Ravens fans will remember Aldo Greco is one of the favorite Tennessee kickers in Ravens history. He, he not only did he uh, miss all the kicks in the playoff game, that he missed four out of five, actually, in that game. One of them, he got a second chance by penalty, so he really only shows up as missing three out of four, but one was also blocked for the game-deciding 90-yard touchdown return. And then in the regular season, a lot of people don't remember this, um, McNair had a very similar run to what Young did to set up this touchdown, Uh, got him into field goal range in the last 40 seconds or so with the Ravens leading by one, very similar game, 24-23 then, um, and uh, Del Greco missed a kick then as well uh, to lose that game.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for 129 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: So uh, the, the Titans kickers over the years have done the Ravens a lot of favors. With the exception of Anderson, who I guess who had the big kick in the 2003 playoff game.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Ken, was Rob Baronis the kicker for that 2008 playoff game as well?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he, he missed a kick from long range in that game too, to like a 51 or something that was k- kind of key.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Stover played, played uh, very well in that game as well as this one. Uh, and Ken Barones actually had a, th- he missed a 38 yarder in this game as well, but it was nullified on an offside penalty on McAllister. Huh. So this, I mean, if he had a worst game in his career, um, I'm I'm not sure what it was, but um, this was a rough one for sure, um, but so so after uh, Vince Young got hurt, uh, those three uh, successive runs by Travis Henry, sandwiched by uh, three Ravens timeouts, the Ravens were actually setting up to get this get the ball back. Had Baronas made it. Uh, they probably would have gotten it back with with approximately 35 seconds on the clock, uh, but that there was no need for that. The 43 yard field goal attempt was blocked by Trevor Price. He and Adelius Thomas, uh, I believe you mentioned earlier, uh, burst through that C gap, and uh, boy did they get through. They got through, and, and it seemed like uh, by the time uh, the the holder got the snap, uh, both of them were through. And uh, Price blocked it. All, all six foot five of him. Uh, this was, you know, one one of the best seasons of his career. Uh, even even being on the back half of it. So that was uh, an exclamation point. I believe he got a Defensive Player of the Year vote that year. So uh, that that was just uh, a great exclamation point on on one of my favorite Ravens regular season wins ever.
1: F- fantastic year there by Trevor Price, and that the the move to get through it's it really is unusual that you see that kind of a jailbreak anywhere that close to to over center. Uh, and and this was just a, 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 a this, the tackle in this case looked inside, then he looked outside. By the time he looked outside again, it was Trevor Price was already through him. There's, there's no stopping him. But Hills Thomas is also through the same gap. I mean, their biggest competition for getting to the to the kick was each other in terms of, of like being in the way. And, uh, you know, we mentioned a little bit in the production meeting that it, it kind of looks like Adelis Thomas is on the outside. And it's easy to get confused by this guy, these guys. They're both huge men, obviously, both very – to the tallest Ravens. And they're both breaking through at the same point. And it's very hard on the on the recording that I have to see it at, uh, uh, you know, from fairly long distance, which one is which. 90 and 96 look a lot of like – there's a lot of similarities there. Anyway, they both broke through – Price is is sprawling because he's almost tripping over Thomas to get to the to the to the kick, gets his hand up, ball rolls dead. The actually the Titans touched it first, which makes it as with a punt, a ball that the that the return team can touch it. And then I think Bart Scott might have picked it up. And then the ball was fumbled again. And the Titans picked it up. So they thought they had it, but Bart Scott knew what the rules was. He he was basically, you know. I, I touched it after he touched it. It's not a problem. And it, and it wasn't. So Ravens knelt and they won the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was uh, a really special game. Uh, you know, uh, had a, uh, had, you know, the quintessential Ed Reed interception and, uh, and uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but there was there was a lateral at the end of the play, but he was pushed back about twelve yards, so that that was pretty wild. And and Ken, if I could, I did want to bring up the the rest of the season for both of these teams because it was it was pretty interesting actually. Um, the the Titans' loss in this game got them to two and seven, but after that, they actually only lost once more for the rest of the year, and I believe their next three games actually featured wins over over the Colts who would win the Super Bowl that year as well as additional playoff teams and the Eagles and Giants so they really turned it on after this game their only loss for the remainder of the season was in week 17 uh to the New England Patriots who were who were just kind of getting hot at that point as well um so that I mean that got Vince Young the rookie of the year and and you know at, at the time watching this game I remember wondering just what the heck the Ravens were doing uh, allowing a, a, a one yeah. and seven uh two and six excuse me uh team to to you know go up by 19 points on them in the second quarter, but uh, it turned out that that Titans team was pretty good with the offensive rookie of the year, Vince Young, and in turn the Ravens were too, uh, only losing one more game for the rest of that year at Cincinnati, with every win coming by more than one possession. So th- this this was a, a really special game for sure.
1: Yeah, great team, and uh, you know people will look at this 2006 season and and say you know the the, the Colts game is. I think for Ravens fans, one of the most frustrating in team history. And and I I don't even know how to relatively rank it against the Lamar loss to the Titans in the first round in 2019. But they're right there one and two in terms of the worst games in Ravens history, the most frustrating defeats. So uh, uh, not a good end for this team. And obviously Steve McNair, despite the, the success in this season, did not hang around. And Kyle Bowler had a pretty good year in relief. And this year got another chance as the starter. Guy had multiple lives um, to, to uh, get a chance in 2007 again. And then the Ravens really had to move on into the Joe Flacco era after that. 2007 was a nightmare in, in, in many ways.
2: Absolutely. It, it absolutely was. And and about that Colts game, I, I listened to uh, your uh, that one play podcast about it, and it, it was excellent. It really did a great job of kind of taking me back to that game. I actually watched it in full on YouTube afterwards. I kind of wish I hadn't because there was there was definitely some heartbreak in there. Uh, I, I totally wiped from my memory the, the interception by Ed Reed. I, I don't see any angle where he was remotely uh Arguably out of bounds on on that potential lateral, and then uh McNair's uh, interception on the goal line was really just insult to injury so uh, it was a great podcast though really did a, a a great job kind of uh you know underscoring that game
1: i hey, appreciate you coming on, Dan, and thanks for the kind words about the the other pods. I'm sure he would love to hear it uh other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a pod and do one of these That One Play episodes. I'm still taking suggestions, and I'm still still giving some suggestions online uh, if you don't know what play you'd like to do. But in particular, I'd like any plays from prior to 2000. Uh, just send me a, a, a DM on Twitter. I'll get right back to you. The total time is only about a week or 10 days from when you first come up with suggestions suggestion till scheduling and we actually record. And I'm doing a lot of these in advance. So there's going to be a number of them in the queue, but, uh, but you'll, your, your show will come out. I promise. And, uh, uh, love to get as many people to the microphone as possible during this off season, Dan, tell folks where they can talk football with you online. I, I skipped that part.
2: Absolutely. Uh, my Twitter account is, uh, Dre D R E eight, eight, two, zero.
1: All right. Outstanding Dan. Thanks a lot for coming on.
2: Thank you so much, Ken.
1: We'll talk to you next time on Film Study.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.